The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Ask Walnuts. Ask anybody that grew up in a town that had a prominent hockey. Hockey players were outcasts compared to like the football, baseball, basketball players. They're their own fucking thing, and they had their own rabid fans, yeah. but it's their own shit. There's a reason for that. Yeah, they're ost- it's called ostracized. <laughs> you guys can fuck off. They're not. It's the most exciting sport. Necessarily, it's got great. the most action per capita. I'm sorry, fucking football. It's, it's mostly waiting the around. The most looking. exciting. Sp- he says that it is because it's the most action happening for the long, per capita. Hockey, it's movement and constantly going. Hockey no, is the Hari Krishna of sports. No, wrong. It's like we accept you're going to be at the airport screaming at us. And their athletes are actually when they did that. Uh, what was Fox Sports Network's thing they used to do? Sports Science. They found that hockey players were in the best shape of any athletes I, on the I'm planet. I'm not doubting how they're talented athletes. The they were like. A hair above MMA fighters. It's one of those. I'm also not doubting how much I don't give a fuck. <laughs> for sure. I'm just saying. I would, arguments. for posterity's sake, like to hear you say one time, what is yes. the most exciting sport? Per capita, hockey has the mean, most action. No, no, that no, means no. that there's That's, action per no, no, how no. much you're staring. That doesn't even make sense. You, baseball, people think baseball's slow, but there's more action in baseball per minute than there is in football. Football's just more exciting action happening no, in between. No, okay, so football gets fucked because it's less minutes. I would love... It's exactly the same amount of time as hockey, though. But hockey is constant. It's going. You don't have to stop and wait. I just wait want you on the record as being yeah. attached to hockey. I believe hockey is and the not most a, exciting And not associated sport. to some bullshit <laughs> study that means nothing. <laughs> what would I say? I said hockey is the most exciting sport, in my opinion. Because it's okay has the most action yeah. per capita. Sean, that's all I wanted to hear. Yes. I want you associated mm-hmm. with that ice soccer... <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> that you were fucking no, marrying yourself to. So soccer is a nightmare. Soccer is yes. way too long. Oh, you mean the soccer. most? You mean the No, they score way more. Since the 2005 a, strike, there's way more soccer. scoring. It's not ice soccer. Yeah, they would because to, they're on skates you don't on get ice to hit fucking trying to play soccer, soccer with a get, fucking three-inch if a soccer, soccer ball. Player gets hit <laughs> that's in really hard. If a soccer <laughs> player gets hit in international soccer, there's pageantry of falling down and hurting themselves, and there's this long wait. In hockey, you can fight fucking guys, and you can hit them. They don't fight anymore, though. Yeah, they do. Not like they used to. They like they used to. In the mid nineties, they they tried to tone it down. They they fight. Yes. Listen. Any sport that can end one zero. It doesn't possibly be. It never happens anymore. The games are like six to two and six to three, six to four. They changed the rules so it was faster and there was more scoring. They got rid of two line passes and they got rid of certain things protecting the goalie in 2005 after they had their lockout. Or was it a strike? Is I can't it, remember is which there one. Still offsides. Uh, yeah, there's That's offsides. Still. Dumbest shit in the world. Well, it's just you can't enter the zone before the puck. I understand that. But no, yeah. I know, but we all turn that shit off on Sega Genesis. Yeah, you also have that on bas- in basketball. You know I mean? There's offsides as well. I, as soon as we figured out. We could turn off. No, offsides. it's you get past yeah. the line with That's the ball. That's a half court, though. Yeah, I know. You guys there's do offsides on the blue line. Then right? there's the neutral zone in the middle, and then there's blue line, I red hate line. It. I hate it. 
It's the worst sport. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the sport. same way Soccer about is way worse. No, so hockey, hockey is the country music of sports. If you grow up watching it, you yeah. get it. And playing But if you grow up and then try to find it, you hate it. So we and really that's just actually did. a really apt. <laughs> really? Are you comparison. filming this whole thing? <laughs> yes. That's a really apt comparison because also if you grow up country music, you end up hating black people. Nope. That's true. And Oh, I didn't grow up, so I don't know. There's I like didn't grow up listening. Literally, I think the number that I heard Four? Oddly enough, Six? on the Scrubs podcast, is there's like 19 black people oh, total. Oh, wow. They got 19 now. Yeah. 19. Yeah, total. They got there's Ju- one other guy coming up. They got mm-hmm. June 10th. And he might be the actually like second pick in the draft <laughs> yeah. or something. And there's like, like 16, there's 16 dudes per team, roughly, I think. Three lines there's, and two goals. There's goalie. exactly Juneteen number of black men Jesus. in the NHL. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Can you say that again? I want you on camera saying that. <laughs> this ex- is all going on. So there's so. exactly Juneteen a number of. African American gentleman in the NHL. How much pressure is that being the Juneteenth black guy on your right? team? I know, right? <laughs> I think Jesus. to put a button on this pre-conversation conversation, um, we need to know how many Jewish quarterbacks have ever been in the NFL. One, Rod. Carew. I can think of two. Sage Rosenfels. Rod Carew did not play <laughs> fucking football. He's an moron. I just remember. I just remember. I'm sorry. Wait. I just remember Hall of Famer Rod Carew. He Aren't converted you? from the Adam Sandler song. Aren't you fucking a baseball guy? And Rod Carew oh, being a Hall of Famer. No, I'm like, a Hall of Fame. I don't know fucking baseball player. You know Rod, Rod Carew. Carew. Yeah, I don't. Just remember. got I never called saw out him play. as playing football. <laughs> Uh, the only actual Jewish guy I could think of right off the top of my head was Sage Rosenfels. Sage Rosenfels. That's the only And one that's I because can think he was of. a Miami Dolphin. And his last name is Rosenfels. Rosenfels. That's about his <laughs> That's got all the Jewiness. He felt guilty about every touchdown he threw. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it had a creamy nougaty Jewy center. Oh, yeah. Sage. I don't so know, like sage. I, I just I just can't help, help but feel like how do these other guys feel after we beat No, him? he did. And he actually talked like Woody Allen no, most of the time. Bullshit. No, he did. For it real? was terrible. His wow. girlfriend's name was Annie. She oh wore neckties. That's, <laughs> that's not true. None of that. She was a frumpy wook. <laughs> she was such a frumpy little wook. They chased lobsters around the kitchen. How many asshole? <laughs> how many asshole? Girls, Even though they could eat shellfish, it wasn't kosher. How, how many? How many asshole girls still try to dress like Annie Hall? Um, Most three of them years later. Days? Three. No, dude. Okay, so but, I don't know. Do you guys follow the Sparrow Mercantiles Instagram? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> downtown. Why do you? Downtown fucking Manhattan. I promise you. Oh. There's a bunch of fucking Annie Halls even to this day. With the stupid hats. and With the uh, stupid hats and the fucking it. neckties. Just fucking <laughs> fucking neckties. It. Fucking Diane Would Keaton. Would it hurt you to get a pedicure? You fucking monster. You know what my favorite performance by <laughs> Diane Keaton is? Taking a punch in Godfather 2. Jesus. <laughs> Holy shit. She no, did, that's, though. That's my she impression did? of, of okay. my most Italians. Oh, okay. she no, she took that shit like fucking uh, <laughs> like big country, like, like James Hetfield's wife. Ooh, it's uh, the ninth time we've used I, that I joke. Don't know why. It's I don't true. Know why. Has James Hetfield ever been his wife? Why no, do we never keep going to that? I, I don't, don't know. know. He we looks just like a guy that would smoke <laughs> his wife. Though I hope we're doing this podcast all day because all we've day. done nothing. Welcome back to the whiskey reel, everybody. The riskiest of wheels. It is pretty risky. It's risky days. as fuck. To my left is Mr. Bobbeth Van Noys of the Tallahassee Van Noises, notorious Gashman. Wow. <sighs> I mean, just because Brian loved it. <laughs> 
I love it too. <laughs> Sorry, Brian loved it. It's Bobby's turn to. I know. No, I'm, turning, I'm turning off the video. Good, because <laughs> it's making me feel weird. No, I know it is. <laughs> um, and I'm going to fill you in on some text messages. Just I just got from my upstairs wook. Um, perfect. Oh, can we perfect. Can we can we do a text reading on on the broadcast? Fuck this. This is the whole episode. Let's yes. just go through okay, this and extrapolate. Whole, dude, we don't have time <laughs> for the bizarre. I, fucking okay, stream we're gonna of get into this. We're gonna get into this nightmare. We're gonna get into this. That is her text stream. Well, because all you gotta do. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Bobby's gotta do it. Is Captain Flounder himself <sighs> the captain of the SS Chudinsky, the ousted mayor of Chutsylvania, and <laughs> the sweetest of reverends, <laughs> Mister Chuttlesworth? <laughs> it's my friend Sean Moriarty. Well, well, Bobby showed up. Bobby, Bobby, he just came too. Man, everything culminated in a weird. Uh, uh, it's it, this is going to get red. A cacophony. It's not even just that. I had a confluence of events happen on my phone, all in thirty seconds. A, co- a cacophony of confluence. I broke off relationships relations with certain people with certain titties with two certain people <laughs> in the last hour. Great. Made it very clear with both of them. Night, night, juice. You out. That's a wrap. Okay. Um, also told my upstairs Wook. <laughs> right. That's a wrap. Wook in the attic. And there's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's a wrap. Uh, I hope her journal is as compelling as Anne Frank's. <laughs> we will go back to this. We will go back to we this. We're reading uh, these, by the way. She, uh... I'm pretty sure the last thing I saw, she literally called me a wanker. Wow. Ooh, that's so like, unused. You're, you're not a wanker. You're not British. You're, not, not you're British. nowhere near British. Are you in a fucking Mike Judge film? Or, <laughs> like, you're being ironic? Dude, whatever. Because you're not British. You're not British. And you're not in an Edgar Wright movie. Because it would be good. Yeah, because then you would have good dialogue. Yeah. That's Aaron. Kind of a twat. <laughs> that's Aaron. That's, <laughs> that's Aaron. She's that's Aaron a, right there. She's kind of a twat. Yeah, she's a bit of a twit. But you know, I love I you. I remain neutral. Thank you. Oh, Thank I'm you. Sorry. This has been the weirdest start. This is the yeah. best start ever. This is the, the the riskiest of wheels. This is the whiskey reel. Thank you. I hope everybody listening right now had a glorious week. Um, Bobby, let's jump into it. What did you buy today, sir? Yeah, and what, what you is got? going down our Dank grocery holes right now. Our dank grocery holes. I'm never saying mouth again. <laughs> so Bobby would say, I, Bobby, get the fuck off your Sorry. Phone. Can I have your phone? Give me your phone. I know. Give, I got a little. Give me your phone. Uh, give, me, give, me your phone. Give, me, give me your phone. Hand I, up. I, hand I, your I, phone I, up. I'll get off my phone. We try to go to Sixth Street Liquor quite a bit because they are really lovely people. They carry a. For such a small place, they carry a pretty nice little inventory of interesting shit. And they try to move shit around. It's the most interesting 100 square feet Uh, in Durango. God damn it, right? And it's mostly coolers full of seltzers. That's all it is. Because that girl, (laughs) bless her heart, loves her seltzers. And 99 nanners. A lot of 99 nanners. (laughs) For a certain demographic. I don't know what the fuck that means. 99 bananas? Yeah, I know know I had it. Garbage schnapps? Yeah. No. Yeah, dude. Never had it. Oh, they man. call that the new smallpox, if you catch my yeah. drink. <laughs> okay, That's so what did you get? Really funny. Um, so there's a couple of distillers in our neighbors to the north, uh, Telluride. T-Ride. Um, what? Telluride's what? Hour 40? Two hours. Five minutes? Two, two hours? Two hours-ish. Because you yeah. always get stuck behind an RV that's going you know, And depending <laughs> on what time of the year you're traveling there, I mean, you yeah. could hit a closed pass or you could mm-hmm. whatever. But um, 
Telluride being our neighbors to the north, they are fancy. Our They're fancy real neighbors. fancy. They are the fanciest and people. And they literally and figuratively look down on us. Yes. They're at mm-hmm. a higher elevation. I know. I know. And they look down on us a number of different ways. We're like, I feel like I can beat up anyone in Telluride 100%. except for Alec Baldwin. I, I'd give him a run, dude. I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. If you if you I'll got take good, a if you, got good, if you got good lateral movement, you'll tire him out, dude. I know. That I've seen that guy shit. weirdly box, and he's just Irish angst. Exactly. Yeah, right. But you I'll say I mean? this: that we at least we know what we are here. They think they're Aspen, and they are far off the mark when it comes to that. They are not Aspen. They're not Aspen. Which is, by the way, a good fucking thing. It's don't a great be Aspen. Thing. Yeah, don't people be fucking in Aspen, Aspen are a nightmare. But they suck, think but they're every, Aspen, and they want to be. Everybody in Aspen didn't grow up in Aspen. No, it's a transient. No one grew up in Aspen. Tell you right, it's the same way. So it's like you move to Does a Aspen town even and have a hospital. <laughs> All I know is everybody in that town lives thirty miles away. That's true. That, that works there. Yes. Nobody lives there. No one lives. It's impossible. There. But no. anyway, you can't fly, You cannot fly commercially into any of these towns. No. If you're going to fly into any of these shitty towns, which are beautiful <laughs> or whatever, um, you're going to fly private. There's yeah, no yeah. fucking commercial airports going into Vail, mm-hmm. Aspen. Uh, what's this one? Telluride. It just doesn't exist. Thank you for flying Telluride Air. Here's your complimentary pair of moccasins. Yeah, that's Welcome never fucking happened. Eps- and a bottle of mediocre Telluride whiskey. Welcome Back to the booth. <laughs> Epstein Airways. Oh, here's some sort of weird <laughs> Chihuahua breed. <laughs> Carry that around in your handbag. <laughs> you rich entitled. Why is it shivering in Hayless? Uh, uh, I love uh, Telluride, though. I love no, staying there. I like Telluride a lot. We <laughs> have to give them shit because they fuck with us. That's true. The festivals in Telluride are always fun. They're yes, always they communal. People love it. Blah, blah, blah. Very uppity. Uh, um, there is a yes. horror movie festival that happens oh, yeah. every October in Except Telluride called The October. Horror Show. It's not happening this year, but obviously because we're all co-road. But Telluride, during the horror show... Do yourself a favor. It's a beautiful fucking time. And Half the town's closed. Little, little just, and it's so much fun. Little do people know, not only is it cool because you get to see really obscure horror shit that actually makes its way into Netflix sometimes, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all they, the all, what people don't know about that festival is that's the time of the year where it's the transition from uh, where they're going to be getting tourists in for winter. They dump all their kegs. Mm. So you can yes. actually go there and get like fucking $3 pictures of whatever yeah. you want at yes. a lot of bars. That's so you could just get fucking shwasty yes. during the Halloween festival. Yes. Yeah. The, the brewery there is one of three bars that are actually open during Team the Ryan. horror fest and you will smash beers. Yep. Oh, you mean time. you mean the brewery that has never met a hop it doesn't like? <laughs> Holy shit. They're not playing does everything have to but, be 70 yeah. IBUs? What are you going to do? Yeah. But hey, if you're a fa- if you are fans of the horror show or want to support the horror show when you're visiting Telluride, they have a gift shop called Gargoyles Gift Shop. It's this little like nerd store. I yep. went and bought some stupid shit there. They have like right. pop vinyl dolls. They have like some compendiums of graphic novels and shit. Uh, basically, everything they sell there helps the horror the show, festival. so they yeah. could really use your help. So if you well, if you're nerdy year, like us, pick up some stupid fucking comic book shit while you're there. Just help them out. This year they're fucked. Obviously they're completely. But Bobby, fucked. you bought. Speaking of Telluride, yeah, so Telluride booze. What did you buy, sir? So this is what they call Mountain Mash whiskey. Okay. Um, first of all, this is thing it their is, own shit? Um, yes. Their own style, and it's no joke. It is. This is a 92 proof, 46 percent alcohol. Um, <laughs> whiskey and it tastes like every bit of that 100%. it does it's hot it's, hot it's really balls. hot it's hot um it's sweet it's a super mouthful um it finishes highly sweet mm-hmm. because aaron 
probably could speak to this because I think he was trying to make this point earlier while we were talking about it before. It's just, it seems very immature. It's out of, we it's used to call that cult, juvenile not, um, or adolescent. Yes. It hasn't grown up yet. It's not developed. And we were saying since it's just whiskey and not bourbon, I'm guessing they, this spends no more than four to six months in a barrel. Two years in a barrel would do this very well and actually probably develop into a pretty decent whiskey. Um, it's just very angular and gangly. The first sip that I had of this, it was everywhere to me. It was yeah. um, kind of all over the place. I'm like, holy shit. Like, you can't put your finger on the mash bill right. at all. There's some, no. Definitely some rye in there. Um, yeah. Definitely rye. And it's got a pop yeah. to it. Um, there's, I mean, obviously some, some corn, but I don't get the sweetness that maybe you get on the back end. I know what you're talking I mean, about. Shit, I don't it's quite 40, either. It's 46, so it's you know. rocket fuel, and it tastes like it's 110, it's dude. Yeah. Like it, this shit is hot. Yeah, it's 46, percent which is what 132 proof. 92 or 90. Sorry, 92 proof. <laughs> no, I forgot how math worked for a second. Wow. I feel like we're kind of like it's jumping. like Rod Carew. We're he converted. <laughs> Holy shit. That was a mess. I know. Rock Carew. <laughs> Hall of Fame. We're Cleveland coming, Brown. We're coming out of Rock the, Carew. <laughs> we are coming out of the dugout hard on Very this whiskey. Hard. Thank you. Uh, but I want to say it's, I mean, it's not, this is not the worst whiskey no, it, I've ever it, it had. It is, and it's I don't want to give that impression. It's, it's highly mixable, and once it's diluted, it's not so bad. It's not so bad. Now, it's priced like Telluride. Of course. This is not cheap. What did you, you throw this? This is a, almost a fifty dollars bottle Fuck of whiskey. Fuck you! It's not remotely. Are you serious? Remotely? That's not okay. In that fucking. So was this the same? This is the same. This was forty seven ninety five. This, this is Writer's Tears. This should price? be thirty two. And yeah. how much better would Writer's Tears be right now than this? If, I mean, I'm just saying. Writer's Tears is phenomenally yeah. a better product. For sure. Mm-hmm. Not even close. I just think the, the cute I mean, at least like Writer's Tears is really, really good at being what it is. Yeah, it's which very is an, Irish. A, an Irish whiskey. Very fucking DV, dude. This is trying to be an American whiskey. It has not figured out what the fuck it is yet. Yeah. They need to probably age this better. They need to look at their mash bill and just tweak it. I agree. This is a product that can probably be something in a couple yeah. of years. Sure. I just think a lot of that barrel aging is going to settle it down. It's very uppity, and much the, like Telluride. The little paper, <laughs> the little paper uh, label on the top says uh, Telluride, Colorado, eight seven fifty batch number eight. Eight. Yes, yeah, so handwritten still, with a sharpie number they're eight. Still, so they're still youngins. I saw this a couple years ago when it first got into town. It's fine. It's there's nothing wrong with it. It's per not se, bad, but, but we're spoiled. But we so. used to have we used to have this thing we used to call the twenty dollar death zone when it came to Pinot Noirs in the wine world. There's so much good quality product within a small window of price that you're fighting with every shark in the ocean. Nah, I can see that at forty six, forty eight bucks. This is fighting with shit that it's got no business being in a mm-hmm. boxing ring with. Mm-hmm. If I could go get Whistlepig or this, if I could go get Laws or this, if I, dude, you're fighting with the big bad boys where that you're going to lose, dude. Where the fuck is Whistlepig available for forty seven ninety five? No, they've got the fucking 12 year. They're 12 years Oh, cheaper? yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. 12's not that bad. No, yeah, it's the 12, oh, yeah, really? Yeah, 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 the 12's kind of like, just almost priced like, I, mean, I think it's, it's almost 55, like five, but. It's like in that Weller 12 yeah, range, right? Or maybe a touch price here. But, but the like, problem is it sells out so fast. All you ever see is the 20s yeah. and the 18s yeah. and the 30s yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. Um, one of these days, maybe during our 150th episode or something, because we never got to celebrate our 100th, maybe during our 150 or something, we'll, we'll get a bottle of bull we'll pitch in on a fucking whistle pig 25 or something, something like, like that, that and fucking go to town. That bottle will not leave. Nope. The room. <laughs> no. Trust me. No. Bolted um, to the wall. But no, it's, I mean, that price is crazy, dog. I, yeah, I was not expecting that. Yeah. Not a fan. It's too pricey. Of the um, price. But hey, if I was going to have right. to do the like 
up down thumb thing for me it'd be a not a buy kind of situation sure, it'd yeah. be a thumbs down because I'm but not it, gonna but that's not I would never spend another 50 bucks right. on this product but it doesn't yeah. mean the product's bad don't no. get it twisted don't like, get it twisted it just means that for that price all you guys that have listened to a number of episodes know that there's tons of great product out there yes. that you don't have to pay through the nose for exactly. so why would you exactly there's mm-hmm. nothing in this I would buy a Laws for 50 I would mm-hmm. buy a Whistle Pig because the, the bang for the buck is is it's Comparative, Way better. right? It's commiserate. I'll buy for eighty. It's commiserate yeah. with with. I mean, the, they have bottles that are eighty bucks, and they're yeah. well worth the price because oh, the distilling you, is man. so on Dude, point. That's so perfect. That's yeah. sauterne barrel loss. Of course, is one of my favorite but, things and, I've ever. And put if they in my keep mouth. raising the prices because of I don't know COVID related shit or anything, I'm still like it's. They've got a ways to go. While I still think it's fair. Well, dude, because it's that good, motherfuckers. Sure. You said you were mentioning fools are running out of coins. Motherfuckers yeah. are running. Modelo had a shortage for two yeah. months. These random breweries all over the world because of COVID, there's job so much job loss. The trucking can't get. It's literally how do you get it from point A to point B, and the people that it takes to facilitate aren't there anymore. So they literally can't get the product to you. That's what this whole global thing has been doing. It's only going to get a little bit worse before it gets better, right? Um, You know, but I hear it's all going to disappear. I mean, Bobby, you want to? Is is there anything else we want to say about this? No. Um, No. We normally check in with Carol. Do we not want to check in with Carol just in case she has something to illuminate us about this alcohol? Her, yeah, you sure. Guys, wait, you guys don't know this before you before you call Carol? You guys don't know this? But her last long-term boyfriend, you know the one that did the weird stuff oh, to her, yeah, is from Telluride. Oh, so I don't know shit. if this is going to be triggering. Well, okay, okay, let's just go. Just take it easy on, on her. Okay. Though. No, no, let's, yeah. Hey, Carol. Yeah, what's up? Hey, we were wondering if you could uh, give us a little bit of a blurb on this whiskey. It is from Telluride Distilling Company. <laughs> Telluride. Dude, I knew it. I knew yeah, it was going to happen. Mm, okay, I'm well, not, let's I just let sleeping dogs lie. I didn't mean to call her a dog, but you know what I'm saying. It's a phrase. Oh, I know. That's triggering, right? It's very triggery, dude. Yeah, and that dude did some weird stuff, <sighs> like cigar burns. Technically, it was it consensual, was though. Uh, whatever. What's, so. what, what happens in the dungeon stays in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Bobby, uh, let's not let's not do a cute little transition. Let's okay. hit him in the head with a hammer. What just took place yesterday, brother? Well, a lot of conservatives were really thrilled yesterday. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Trumpy fucks were thrilled yesterday. Yep. Um, there was literal celebrations that happened yesterday. Literal celebrations. Because yes. one of the most of preeminent champions of equal rights in the history of the last 80 years of this fucking country, which, yep. by the way, is about a third of this country's fucking history, mm-hmm. was fucking uh, really, really sick. And she passed away yesterday Mm -hmm. and it was a really, really bad moment for our union and for, I I think the, the legal history of this country, because I think she was incredibly important Mm -hmm. to what we've done. Especially to women's rights. Um, And And, and, and and this goes beyond like what she did as just a Supreme court justice. This woman had been in the fucking court system for 50 fucking years and she was an amazing fucking human being. She had big wins in front of the Supreme court before she she was on the Supreme court. Exactly. She had argued cases in front of the Supreme court successfully. Mm -hmm. And she was a 
big problem for some of those old idiots. Notorious dissenter. That's yes. why she got the notorious moniker. That's, exactly. That's, and she the, was one of the yep. few people that have ever read dissent on in the court. She's um, the MBG, baby. Oh, yeah, notori- yeah. That, and that's another thing I've been seeing in a lot of this uh, news coverage is that of, in our entire American history, she is the only Supreme Court judge to earn this pop culture icon status. Right. I have a T-shirt that has her with the Notorious B.I.G. crown that says Notorious R.B.G. on it because she's one of my favorite and, fucking and people in the government. And we are speaking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ruth Bader um, of course Supreme Court. Yes. Um, um, rest in peace. Former we got to get better Court. at that. Um, <laughs> we got to get better at that. I know. We, we bury the lead a lot. Burying the lead. I think we all know what we're talking about. It's, it's everybody a big knows deal. About the if, you're got, if you don't have your head in the sand, you know. Yeah. So, And if you do, then, well, I'm sorry to break the news to you. Because if you're a fan of equal rights and, and civil liberties and um, the, free, the, the, the wonderful freedoms that we have, then you will understand what, how great of a loss this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this, this lady's protected. I mean, would you, I, I don't, I mean, I don't try to be like a, a constitutional. I don't interp- constitutionalist. Thank you. Um, it, would she be considered? I mean, obviously, we have people like Antonin Scalia that would like who would have considered himself as a strict constructionalist. Yeah, absolutely. Um, garbage, though. Yeah, yeah but well, they were besties, dude. They <laughs> loved each other. Loved no, each other and did. were like really, really good friends. Apparently, <laughs> so, I, so would she be considered like a constitutional interpretalist? No, I mean, she's. They've said what that do she's. They call it? She has a. She has a far more progressive interpretation of the Constitution. She understands that the Constitution, although. It's a written document that was written and, and sealed, signed, delivered. It's a living, breathing document. It's meant document. to be fluid. Yeah. It's supposed to change. We're Whereas supposed to amend it. A That's- strict a strict constructionist like a Scalia or Thomas, the being right. the most famous of those people that we've had in the last yes. 40 years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Bible and verse. It's, man. it's, it it's Bible and verse. Like whatever the Literal fuck it says. How do, you, how do you have, how do you have leaps in technology and civilities? It's bullshit. garbage. It, it, the fact, <laughs> this is a living, breathing document, much it like is. laws, much like mandates. They change, they breathe, they move. And that's what they, I don't get about the gun nuts, man, is because they, they get so hard on the, on the second amendment, forgetting that there's some problems commas well, in that fucking amendment. But, Sean, but what I'm saying is, is that those people don't understand that something written 200 years ago should probably be looked at differently now. There's no view on their part of a historical context in a that, that they, they want everything to just be the fucking same. That's forever. because Sean. That's number one. They're, con, they're the people that run those constituencies are fear mongers. Of course. So if you're an uneducated man or woman listening to people telling you they're going to come and kill you, yep. you might buy it. That's number number two is you're all you're ever gonna get back as far as the second amendment is is slip all you're gonna hear is slippery slope, slippery slope, slippery yeah, slope. You take one thing, you take all everything. And that's without the point understanding that, that it's yeah. all shades of gray. And they don't even like the NRA anymore. Is shades of gray. It yeah. isn't definitive in black and white. Uh-huh. That's why we have juries, because if it was black and white, we wouldn't need a jury. Mm-hmm. It would be clear, but it's not. It rarely is. And RBG it was a champion of understanding that that liberty and and constitutional law is an ever changing amorphous a blob that's going to give and swell and push and pull and ebb and flow. True. And she had her she, which is why she became a cultural icon, especially within middle income and lower income communities, because mm-hmm. they felt like they had somebody sitting on the court that wasn't fucking Chad the frat bro. Yeah. Which is basically what all those dudes are. So I mean, it's a great loss. It's a and unfortunately, the, our first thought because. 
we care about what's happening right now. Um, our first thought was, holy shit, what's going to happen now? Now, you feel bad about her passing. You feel bad for her family. We've obviously suffered a great loss as a nation having her pass away. Mm-hmm. Um, even though she bout, she fought cancer five times, this yeah, bitch was five. badass. But um, what do we do now moving forward? We're 56 days away from an election mm-hmm. as we record this. Um, but you know, then it's not till January till all those fucks take office. Yeah, so but, got a little you, extra but time. you're you're lame ducked in those months, and nothing yeah. gets passed from November to January during that last month, that, that so, last year of the term. <clears throat> the closest thing we've had in our like in, in the last few decades was literally Obama's last year in office. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we had a Supreme Court um, vacancy come up in February. February, ten months. Now, we're talking <laughs> 10 weeks. <laughs> we're six 10 weeks. weeks out. Yes. Six weeks. L- six okay. Weeks. Just, I mean, whatever. That's even. Yeah, yeah no, seven no, weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I mean, we're, yeah. We're, we're closer to months. 10 weeks than we are. We're you, under you know two months. I mean. Well, 10 weeks is when they'll actually have all the votes counted. When it's all here. <laughs> and I, that's Stop probably it, fair, Sean, right? Stop yeah, it. Two Sean. weeks after. Stop it. So, Lindsey Graham, I think it was, that went on publicly on the record of like, well, there's no way. In the last year of this man's presidency, that we're going to let him nominate a Supreme Court justice. But Mitch McConnell now is on the record as saying that he said this is going to go to the floor. We are going to vote on the floor for this, which is basically them telling us that this is going to happen over the course of the next 57 days. Now, by all standards of history. Anytime this has occurred and we've 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 you know tried to go through the vetting and confirmation process, it's never happened any less than something like three to five months. So I don't know who the assholes are going to vote, but man, if you're a Republican senator and you're on the fence in your state on whether or not you're going to get reelected, I would definitely think twice before I fucking cash in with these guys because mm-hmm. that may lose you your Senate seat. If you choose to push through a confirmation, um, Mitch McConnell fame, like this is what he said. We need to leave. We need to let the uh, American voices be heard in this confirmation. So we can't push it through. There's absolutely no way we can do this in the last term. It's should never happen. And you'd mentioned Lindsey Graham was like, what he did he said say? Use no, my Lindsey words Graham against said, me. Use my own words against me. You can me. use it. If there happens to be a Republican president in elected, 2000, after this first after term, his yeah. first term in the last year, if it happens to come, you can absolutely say <laughs> Lindsey Graham said, don't do it. So thanks, Lindsay. We appreciate the help. And By the way, be, man's man. You man's man. Man's man who totally loves the pussy. He loves it. Loves it. He can't get enough. He's pussy. a hound. He mm-hmm. smashes puss. Dude. Suh. Have you guys smashes. heard about the pussy? Well, he's where I got Gashman. He's where yeah, I got dude. Gashman from. Gashman. That's yeah. true. It was in it was in his He uh, makes me look. It's etched into the bathroom wall of his fraternity. <laughs> Lindsey Graham Gashman. Like, honestly, Lindsey Graham makes me look like Mitch McConnell. No, first well, figuratively. And I get so much pussy. <laughs> not <laughs> it's more odd. Than, not more than Lindsay. I don't know how. No, it's weird and it's troubling. Not, not more really. than Lindsay. Um, you got some black magic shit going on. Yeah, I, I do have some voodoo shit <laughs> yeah, happening. It's somewhere near my penis. Um, it's your gooch. It's fucking crazy, but I think it's almost a good thing. So my position on this, we are going so long on this part. It's no, fun. it's no, fine it's, because dude, we're about is, to transition into second. I know. This, um, is, this is the important part, though. This just happened yesterday, so it's still I, fresh. I think we let them do what the fuck they think they're going to do, and it's going to be so important to them. I think the Supreme Court nominees mean less than people give them credit for. 
it can you can get the wrong person in there. That's but I, I think uh, the S- Supreme Court is a self correcting office. Yeah. I think that owning the Senate and owning the House of Representatives is way more important for the political yeah. party than the Supreme Court because I do honestly, in my lifetime, I've seen the Supreme Court self-correct in a lot of really weird ways, mm-hmm. almost to where I think there's like a, a an agreed upon a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, yes, yeah. sort of thing that happens in the Supreme Court. I, now that, that being said, I don't want Donald Trump to fucking get his fucking nominee in there. True. I don't give a shit who it is. I, I, I mean, just, I don't care I who think the it looks. Is. I think If that, it's Ben Stein, I'm going to be like, Jesus Christ. McConnell immediately releasing his thing, it looks weak. It looks f- afraid. You're, you're, they're all, like, they're looking so bad. If they try to push this, like you're saying, it's going to be so bad for them to throw all their fucking spaghetti at the wall because it looks like a last-ditch effort well, yeah. to not, just try to be relevant in I'm the next four I'm not a fan years. of Schumer, but I will tell you, his tweet was McConnell's original tweet. That's what made it so funny. He literally did verbatim what McConnell said in 2016. Yes. That was the point. Really? Yes. That was the point. Okay. Do you see what but I'm saying? I still think that it's but the, Well, the you know they talk amongst each other. You yeah. don't think they knew? Like, she's on her deathbed. It's going to happen in the next I just, couple days. I wish we lived in you a world. I wish we lived in a world where for 24 hours, all we had was, was posts and things memorializing her and talking Amen. about how great she was. And say, you know, Donald Trump is a fat, orange, worthless nightmare. But at least the shit he said about her was decent and was not politicized now. Tomorrow, it will be when we hear the clips from his rally he's having as of we course. record. Yeah. No, and, and that's my point. I just want them to stand on their record going into this election. I want them to all lose because McConnell's on the verge of fucking yeah, losing dude, his, in Kentucky. Dude, Kentucky. No, dude yeah. he's ready to go, isn't he? Kentucky. Kentucky. Dude, he's and, contending I mean, against these guys the guy are fucked. Yeah. And they know they're fucked. So let them stand on it. If we lose the Supreme Court in a weird way, I'm not terrified of that. They're not going to overturn Roe v. Wade because another Republican will fucking won't win an election for fucking 80 years. Yep. Do you understand that? No, mm-hmm. for sure. There's a reason that it self-corrects because they fucking make that decision that a Republican can't mm-hmm. win an election for another Till this country won't even exist. And we've seen this. If you've done any deep dive on how our government works and seen the patterns that happen, if you go back to like the early part of the of the 20th century with like McKinley and shit, like where you see these huge changes in really bad situations, especially with COVID happening around all this, and you see that bad decisions for one party turn into 30 plus years of just not being not having a majority. That's what the red scare scared. Yeah, right? that's yeah. what the red scare did. It's it fucking gave crazy. Nixon's Southern strategy yeah. being the biz- biggest example in our life. Well, not even really technically our lifetimes, but kind of like you or nice lifetimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like th- a huge game changing political decision mm. that actually shifted the fucking All politics, politics mm-hmm. for generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for generations. For you sure. know what I mean? This sure. could be that moment. Let these cocksuckers fucking live with it. If they want to shove someone through this fucking process, I just let them right fucking I shove it through I mean, and I, live with it for I the rest of their yeah, fucking and you can careers. tell it's it's all fear based. They're scared. They're like uh, they can see the tide turning, and so they're like, "This is the last thing that they can grasp on." But like you said, maybe they don't realize that it's not as big of a win it's as not. they think it is. It's not. Yeah. Well, I, I let, put it this way. I, I, that being said, I love that. Almost that's almost like a a, a great way to look at it. If it happens, I just know in my heart of hearts, there's absolutely no way that they don't pull out every gun, knife, and brick to fight this. There's of just no way and in the history of no way. Speaking it's of gun, knives, gonna. and bricks, uh, the, the, the more liberal friends of mine that are from the Bay Area, because it is a giant liberal hub, 
um, the, the, as soon as this happened, it was there was no debate. There was there was talk of is the civil war happening? Are we losing? Is democracy itself dying? Yeah. And I'm like. To a degree, I understand where your track's going, but I'm like, that's a little bit ridiculous to, to think. But that being said, right now, there's the, the far liberal side of this country is all thinking that we are on the precipice of the apocalypse. You know, it's funny apocalypse. that not only do they think that, but the far right think it as well. This is what I'm saying. Those both polar opposites are more alike They're than anybody jobs. would care to admit. They're both fucking out of their minds. They're both fucking out of their minds. Nope. The farthest of lefts and the farthest of right should actually go do a fucking reality show together mm-hmm. and where they date each other, and it would probably be fucking awesome. It'd be hilarious. probably realize how much they get along because they're the same fucking people. You know what? We put it on Spike TV, and we call it Donkey Fucks Elephant. Is Spike TV still around? <laughs> no. No, it's oh, the Paramount call it Bestiality. Network. Call it bestiality. Yeah, <gasps> for sure. Yeah. Beastie TV. Beasties. Beastie TV. So with the with the dawn of the apocalypse, with That's the dawn of the apocalypse, true. we talked about this yesterday. And so a uh, a friend of ours named Humongous, whose uh, true identity will remain a mystery, shall remain unnamed. asked our social media audience what they would do during the apocalypse, and we actually got quite a bit of feedback on it. <laughs> Just walk away. Walk away. Just walk away. So, <laughs> so um, on Facebook, Bustos, Bustos, what's up? I am Slaughter Son. He said uh, he would drink a Nantucket nectar. And I was like, just like That's you, so you dick bag. Just chill that? back and drink a Nantucket nectar. I don't know what that is. Nantucket nectar was like Snapple. It was like a more exactly. bougie Snapple. Yeah, it's basically, it's, I couldn't say it better. Yeah. <laughs> bougie Snapple. Yeah. So it's a fancy iced tea or it's like a, a fancy juice? No, it's fancy. more like lemonades and juices. There it is. <laughs> they had one tea riff. I think it was just an Arnold Palmer, though. That's the most tea you'll is see. Is he mixing some Henny with it or something? Uh, now, Bustos doesn't drink anymore. I think it's fair to say that all of us, we all live in the same world. Uh, we either get sober or dead. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? We're all going to die, dude. Let's What's just your, come on. Well, how do you, you want to go? Where I'm going. How do you want to go? You know where I'm going. We're now, we only got one on Facebook. On Instagram, we had a few. Uh, Brian Nystrom from Greenlight Weekend said, eat trespassers. No, oh, that's a good source of protein. Yeah. Strong I'm source not mad of protein. At it. I don't what really feel take? like I have like trespassers because everyone just comes onto my property. Every, no, everybody comes. On your property. Touché. Not everybody comes onto your property. Yeah, if you're ever in Durango, you could just yeah. ask, ask <laughs> the attic a, wook. Just drop a thick stringy load over at Bobby's lawn. I don't think she ever came on my property. But yeah. Who knows? No. Good. She doesn't Pretend deserve it. She did. Uh, anyway, so then Ryan G. <laughs> Ryan G. said two comments, but I combined them into one. Okay. He wants us to liberate El Moro's amazing bar, and then he wants to raid the mini mansions on 3rd Ave. All right. I like the aggression. What is a mini mansion on 3rd Ave? I don't know. I'm what not sure what that means. Colonial. Like the, the clo- like the Victorian, like the hood mortuary. Do we call house? them mini mansions? No, because that's <laughs> what we used to call before. shit in subdivisions in LA. But we mini mansion means you don't mansions. have like a shitload of land. You just have the square footage in the house. You don't have the land. Okay. Yeah. But a real mansion Ryan, has. You know, Ryan G. Yes. Full name, not is, disclosed. Is a G. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a G. I love that dude. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy. I love guy. that guy. And he loves he's us. He a, just um, he oh my bleeds God, for us. Uh, he does. I, I think liberating Omoro's bar, I think Thank the, you. the beautiful part of I'm pretty of sure that, that happened already. People no. are starting to let people onto their bars now. The last couple days, people are slowly letting people up to their bar. Oh, you mean what I've been doing for six months? Cool. Well, you, you, so, had, you had the space compared to, when you look at, look at a place like Steamworks, when you have a room that's so big, but the room can still only have 50 people in it. Yes. You can't put people at the bar. Anyway, numbers. So what's next? Numbers. numbers. I just didn't give a fuck. Numbers. How's that? 
Yeah, well, Aaron doesn't give a fuck. Come about get me. Yeah, who's Ellie? Ellie is the lady who destroys me. I know who's who she is. Yes. Ellie God. said that she would run to the forest and become one with nature, kill all who cross me. That's probably That's more realistic chill. to no, what I would I, do too. I, like I would just so, find a trail I knew that had an old mining building we, that I could use as a fort. Okay, and we're are we talking good. regular like California wildfire hurricane apocalypse? Because right now, like environmentally, we're we're hitting some sort of crux where yeah. we're getting to the point now where apocalyptic wildfires they're saying are going to become more commonplace. Mm-hmm. So as we get into this new paradigm of of nightmare landscape, Fury yeah. Road. Um, are we talking about that kind of apocalypse? Are we talking about like zombie apocalypse? I think it's a combination of all we, of it because I feel like the environmental, like say what you will about how, about the, what the Republicans think about these things being cyclical or like the science not really being all there yet on this stuff. This shit's not just <laughs> happening here. It's happening on the Eastern Hemisphere. There's more wildfires in fucking China and Dude, other places Australia. that have woods. Australia. Remember the big one in Australia? Like, I think there's still parts yeah. of Australia still burning and like eight months ago. And whether or not we can notice it because it's happening so incrementally, as our environment changes, it is also going to change the way that we act. Uh, what do you, what happens when you take two people and you put them in a hot ass room? They're going to start arguing with each other within 15 minutes once the temperature gets to a point that it's really uncomfortable. We're uh, so I'm thinking it's a combo that gets us so crazy. We all go, you know what? I'm kind of liking the sound of this civil war idea. If we got to a point where it was kind of apocalyptic in nature, okay. So you got 330 million people in the United States, right? Let's just say over the course of the first three months. Let's just uh, law of averages say 100 million people are are gone. So now there's like 200. So a third, million. roughly a third. A third is gone based on whatever they can't. They're infirm. They're babies. But you, you cut out all that. Now, what would you like? Do you think it would be a thing where people? I think it's human nature to kind of group. Yeah. So I think you get your tribalism to people and and you become a tribe. Now. What kind of tribe do you see yourself being? I, I see myself going like disappearing, farming, cultivating, peaceful sort of thing. Or do you go full fucking Fury Road Raider? Oh, yeah. I was fucking, like, just walk away. That's where yeah. I'm going. That, I am going. Yeah, I'm, but no, dude, you're going to roll a, up on fucking people and like smoke them to eat their. Nah. There's a third option. That, what's that? You put on some sunscreen and an adult diaper. <laughs> Okay. And then you just walk into the wasteland. It just perish? And then you just wait to die. Okay. You mean like I, Homeboy? No, you mean saying. like Homeboy in the original I mean, so shitty Judge Dredd movie yeah, where they take old those, fucks and they give them a gun and they go walk into the wasteland? How many, I mean, how, tell me that's not a fucking viable option that I, you just say, it would you know be what? For some. It Here would we be, go. It would Fuck be it. for some, but I still, I would still want to, I would still want to live and see my friends and family. That, Who, that, that who, would spur me on who just at that to moment, exist. Who at that moment are your friends and family? Right. Every, Do you even know anymore? Yeah. The ones in your house. Do you really trust them? That, no. It's the only the ones I in your house. Would you trust me? No, not you. Would what you trust me, that though? fucking trust Sean. Yeah. I trust Sean. You trust Sean yeah. over me. I think, I, I think you would get squirrely and try to take a bite out of the kid here. Wow. I think I'd be sleeping one day, and I'd hear a knife sharpen, <laughs> and you'd get them hungry. And I would get, because I would get severely injured early, like my tongue ripped out and a leg removed, right. and I would just be like, I would be like Izzy is like guardian, sure. guardian who sure. dies early, sure. who only a chapter after that gets killed to save her. No, you're so like, like you get to live, but you become you Sean, you hunt them. Sean, you're our Hodor. 
I'm Hodor. You're Hodor. Hodor. Okay. I'm that guy in... Uh, <laughs> I can only say one thing. In the Road Chudmo. Warrior. I just say Chudmo. Chudmo. I'm that guy in the Road Warrior that weirdly in the desert of Australia Has wears chaps? fucking raccoon skins and shit. Oh, yeah. Like, remember that guy? <laughs> You're like, dude, are you cold? Like, thought, where the fuck did you find those I skins? I thought you were asses guys. It's pretty hot out here. It's goddamn hey, sweltering. You're First of all, furs. Okay, wait. Let me let me explain. I'm the fur guy. Let me explain. One, it's known to get pretty cold in this desert at night. Two, I'm sure. too lazy. This is a whole production. I'm too lazy to take it off for the daytime hours just to put it all back on to survive at night. Well, you kept warm by your sweater vest of back hair. I don't yeah. have back hair. That guy Katie also. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. That guy <laughs> also wore John Lennon glasses. Yes. Yeah, that was disturbing. I mean, that whole character. We've all kind of thought about that. Like, what would I do in this situation? So assuming that, do you think we've never been to the point of hunger? Like nobody in this room has ever not eaten for fucking a week. Never. And to whatever. I would eat Sean. Okay. That's what I was going to say. I would definitely cook Sean. Do you think so? No, he's going to be marbled. There's marbled. Oh, there's yeah. a decent amount. Oh my God. Of, there's Sean's, a decent amount of meat. I don't. I don't want whatever grisly. Sean's the wagyu rabbit leg thing that's going on over here. <laughs> yeah, you're. Yeah, you taste like <laughs> no, rabbit stew. Yeah, no, I would. I would definitely cook Sean in a slow cooker. Yeah. Oh, you instapot oh, yeah. him. I would Mississippi roast the fuck you out of Sean. Fat head in <laughs> All right, everybody. We're having Chudsylvania tacos tonight. <laughs> you, put, you put his fat head in an instapot? Uh, Are you kidding me? How did you get this pulled pork to take, taste exactly like breakfast jacks from Jack in the Box? <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> I think it's an interesting question considering the current elections, the death of RBG, wildfires, storms on the East Coast. Cats and dogs living They're, together. We are getting mass to hysteria. Seri- and I know it's always tumultuous in the world. Obviously, that's the world. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It feels like the, the, if, if it does come to a head, there might be people, Bobby, like you said. There's going to be those people that go, it's like, what would you do if a bomb was like the bomb was on its way? Nuclear yeah. war was on its way. A lot of people go, yeah. I'd walk into it. Some people go, I tr- I would try to go underground. I would. So I, I, yeah. there will be those people. There would be those people that would just be like, "Yo, I'm gonna full fold, dude." I'm See, seeing this. We're, pussies we're go underground. Place. You need to find the high ground. You need to find somewhere where you can pick motherfuckers off as they approach. I'm still convinced zombies can't go uphill. I've not been proven wrong. Um, World War Z, they can crawl on each other uh, like ants. That's not real zombie though. That's not real zombie. Yeah, I like that movie for uh, what it is. Not not, ca- not canon. Not it has nothing to By do with the book. Any stretch. <laughs> and, and Mel Brooks's kid. Only Romero shit is canon. Mel Thank Brooks's you. kid is. I, I like him. He's a very smart guy. But God, Max. he's such a fucking. The book was, was that really was not cool. Part of the books, by the way. No, no that's no, what. Yeah, no. that's not in the books at all. That's, well, the, that's the movie's took, its own thing. That's it's why it took eight years to make because they fucking the arguments that yeah, but shit on. But what's happening to part? Weren't they? Weren't they in production? They're still working. Yeah, they're working on another one. I mean, not now, obviously, with COVID. So, in, in our modern age, um, Zeitgeist, what is the only other version of Apocalypse that we all... Because zombie is such an easy go-to. Mad Max. Now it's a... Rapture-style apocalypse where people grew, just disappear. Well, we grew up with Mad Max. We the, grew up with nuclear we, we war. We still we grew call up that, with, right? Like, if things go Mad Max. Like, that's no. part of our, like, lexicon. Nuclear, what is nuclear the modern Holocaust? version of that? Nah, hmm. it's uh, before we wrap this up. The I, road. I have an idea on it. Vigo Mortensen. I think it's information apocalypse. Oh, oh. where it's like a blum information blackout. Like we go black full EMP. We go full black EMP. Then we become the zombies. That interesting. That's a weird new zombie. When your phone stops working, 
you're going to kill everybody. Well, it's, we're, we're not twi- we're not quite there. We're not quite there yet, no. Bobby. But if we keep Check going on this track, like there's there's a you can once once like technology is grafted into us is when it's a real problem. That's the real scary story. Yeah. Is no. look, kids, it's 1780. I think, I think information apocalypse is the actual zombie apocalypse, and I think by it zombie probably though, you mean in 50 what? Years. I mean, I th- I know it wouldn't affect no, me as because much we're going to be so. And, and Sean brings up a really good point. We're going to have chips inside of us. We're going to be in. in we're going to be integrated with our technology. We're literally integrated yeah. with our technology. That's singularity, I mean, right? I'm wearing a watch that tells me all my that's things. Singularity, I know. It's right? attached to my body. But that's what so, true singularity but is. But tell that's... me that when that goes away, when someone EMPs the fuck out of us, destroys our information Can't like wait. backbone. Can't you wait. don't know how the, you don't know where North is anymore because you never figured you didn't need to know. I have a compass. You don't know how to call people because guess what? You can't call people anymore because it's all it digital. It doesn't matter, Aaron, if you know what's going on because all of your kids are going to eat you because they don't know where the fuck North is. <laughs> because the generation below us and the generation below them and the generation below them, oh, they I don't know it. how the fuck to find... I get they don't it. even know what a mountain Bobby, is. Bobby, I weep for the ones below us. No. I do. I'm saying for the people that are still here, that would that would be obviously... A, 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 that's that's even scarier than a nuclear war. That's right? true. It's I'm just EMP. saying, hey, kids out there, if you don't know why you need a leaf and a needle in the woods, fuck yourself. Right? <laughs> yes. We blows. Weeblows, son. Weeblows, son. I only made it past Tiger Cubs, which I think was just before Weeblows. Tiger Cub, Weeblow, Boy Scout, right? You got your Chudmo patch? Hey, guys, Carol just texted me. She said it's time for him fucking break. Oh, it's time okay. to she break needs, it I, I think she wants to talk to you about that tell you right there. Carol. She's not I, happy. I miss you, Carol. She's I miss not her too, happy. but I'm not going to talk to her about that. I want to shave your taint, Carol. Ew. Ew. <laughs> wow. Hey, Carol. That's aggressive. Hey, yo, Carol. All right. I want to lick your very pronounced shoulder muscles. I, um, <laughs> I kind of actually have an idea for the sponsor we don't have. Let's do it. Oh, okay. All right, but we're going to be it. back after this sponsor that we don't know. And now a word from our very general sponsor. Has some bothersome patchouli Julie annexed your attic? Does some persistent bearded nuisance encroach on your living space? Have you seen a spook, specter, or ghost? You need to call 1-800-WIDESPREAD. That's 1-800-WIDESPREAD. Widespread Whoop Removal Services. Our patented whoop removal system is based on over 50 years of successful trapping and removing. Just because she spread wide doesn't mean you gotta have her live there forever. I mean, seriously, man. Like, do I gotta let her live there forever just because, like, we hooked up once? (laughs) Is that a fucking thing? (laughs) Honestly, like, it was fine. But, like, she doesn't just get to live in my house forever. This is crazy. We hooked up one fucking time. She doesn't get to just live in my house for free because I said something while I was drunk. And she just gets to live in my house forever because I was like, oh, my God, you're nice. Have a, you know, live in my house for a month. Yeah, we ended up fucking, we fucked. Hey boys, uh, it's John Brown. Um, thought I'd call in. No, no real humor or funny stuff today. Uh, of course. <laughs> kind of put myself on restriction from a couple weeks ago from that. Uh, we'll call it the call. Um, I did want to call in. I know you guys like to hear recommendations, and uh, you know I'm kind of bored. And an album that just dropped. Uh, it's called Mirrored Aztec. It's probably the 600th album by Guided by Voices. Um, I forget the lead singer's name, Robert something. Anyway, that dude is 65 years old, and he's still killing it. 
Um, there's a track on there called Transfusion that's pretty solid. And uh, really, I mean, there's 27 songs on there, I'm sure. Um, and I've listened to half of it, and it's just, it shouldn't be as good as it is. So check that out. Mirrored Aztec by Guided by Voices. Really, really good. First of all, the guy he's talking about is Robert Pollard. Oh, Robert Pollard. Who, yeah, he's not wrong. Um, every time Rolling Stone or some other piece of shit online article <laughs> is written about fucking Vulture. Robert Pollard, they're going to use the word prolific. He is... Mm literally the most prolific songwriter probably of the last 30 fucking years because all the guy does is just write song after song after song and they release album after album after album if i i mean i'm a guided by voices fan i would be hard pressed to name all the guided by voices albums of the last 30 years i would be there's no fucking way there's literally dozens Dozens. Yeah. I mean, it I just mean, happens, and it happens, and it happens. And they've had a few hits most here and there. Most bands release an album every four years. That's kind of the going moniker of a band. Yeah. You release one every four years-ish if you get big, and they're doing four a year. They have a different model. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, we, and we looked this up on is, YouTube. There was <clears throat> 10 views. Which is disturbing. No, it's at that 1,100. 1,100 which, views which is since August 20th. Because most bands write 30 songs and cut down to 10 to make an album. These guys apparently have never wrote a song they didn't like. They write 30 songs, and they put an album of 30 songs out. Right. Yeah, they're like, why should we fucking submit one of these songs is going to end up... Brilliant! Yeah. Saving the so, world, Bill and Ted style. But we It like definitely this. begs the question. I mean, we like this a lot, and I love Robert Pollard. I love Guided by Voices. I, there are so many songs in my rotation that are Guided by Voices songs, but it begs the question, at what point do you have to tune out mm. the noise because you're like, well, fuck. Yeah. Now there's another 30 guided by voices songs. Yeah. At you some point, s- it loses an impact. Yeah. If I guess. you put out too much, you don't the get people obsessing. They don't get people obsessing long enough to be really built. Yeah. They're the opposite of Tool or other bigger bands that just uh, you only know, release something a decade. That just hold day. on to their shit like it's made out of gold. So, yeah, the song you wanted us to listen to is Transfusion. Let's give it a listen. Yeah, but. So as somebody who's not familiar with this band at all, Bobby and Aaron, is this pretty much par for the course no. sound-wise, um, or is it really just all over the board? I mean, obviously, and I mean, and Aaron can attest to this, they've written so many fucking songs that, yes, there are a lot of songs that sound a little down-tuned, a little like slower tempo, a little more um, meditative. Yeah, I mean, we used to call it shoegazy. Yeah, like shoe-gazy. Uh, it's that shit that you go to the concert and the guitar player is looking down at his shoes the whole time. It's that it's that vibe. It's very kind of uh, legato and swingy. And this was in a waltz, so but not like, oh yeah, the exactly yeah. yeah like you, this, you brought that up. Which this I is just kind of apt. swingy. Um, it's like a really weird wet snare sound. Like the I think listening to it on headphones, I think that might be a drum machine. Um, but um, anyway, yeah. it's very. Morose and down tempo. The the time signatures are odd. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. That's the whole like feels like that's the whole. Um, but if you if you go back through their catalog, through the canon of fucking guided by voices, most of their stuff is a little more what I would call post punk, up tempo, yes. 
That's indie rock. Perfect. So, but still, everything sounds like it belongs on an independent movie soundtrack about kids in their 20s and 30s that 100%. came from the 90s. Yeah, this 100%. should have been on Garden nice. State. Because I dig it. <laughs> you know what I mean? They Garden li- State They lived soundtrack. in a world that was populated. Reality Bites. <laughs> they lived in a world that was populated by people like uh, Stephen Malkmus of Pavement, Bob Mould from Husker Du, Black Francis yeah. from Pixies. Like, that was their contemporaries <laughs> when they were really kind of, like, blowing up. Yeah. Um, they may have come like after the Pixies, but I mean, you know, we can all get into like the nuts and bolts of that bullshit. But like, I think they were part of that world, Mm. um, which was again, post punky, um, indie rock sounding stuff. And it was a world that happened independent of post hair metal bands, like the grungy shit that was happening in Seattle, maybe a little more Midwestern. These guys, a lot of them were like Midwestern wise. Yeah. Yeah, Cause on the coast, were more uh, that post punk was more like Bark Market and Melvins and right. more aggressive. Where you can definitely feel that their roots came into punk. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Guided by Voices yeah. roots came more folk and rock. Sure. Um, post Melon Camp. Wow. No. Post Melon no. Camp. No. Maybe. How dare you, sir? I don't know. Little Diddy. They were little. Coo- about Jack about Bobby and Attic Wooks. Um. Get down. Song. Thank you, Doing blood stuff at the breakfast nook. I went, <laughs> wow. Um, That's I, hilarious. Thank you. I'm sorry. Thank you, John, for uh, showing me that because I'm going to listen to that on my own time and get yeah. into it. It's, yeah, a, cool, thanks, it's a cool slice of life that you're not going to find. I've never right. fucking heard of these guys. 1,100 of us. Never heard of them. So I pulled a, I pulled a last <laughs> minute little switcheroo like I'm apt to do. Sometimes some shit hits last minute right before we record I was going to do Action Bronson's Mongolia right. which is fucking fire it's dope. please listen, listen to, to that. that it's dope very almost I mean very hard to pin down track wise but uh, definitely not the 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 fucking fever of the moment type of track building trap shit this is old school shit um, so we were going to do that however a young lady that I mentioned a couple weeks ago when we were talking about some hip hop um, there's this Absolutely. By the way, and I know I know this is not the first and foremost thing she would like to be known for, but this is not a hard lady to look at. Um, Smoke. Her name's Sarak. Show. S A dash R O C. She is on one of our favorite labels, Rhyme Sayers, the Minnesota fucking nightmares over there, who uh, put out everything from fucking. Uh, fucking atmosphere to fucking. Because yeah. uh, I remember the this I had I remember seeing her name before because she was featured on a track on a Brother Ali yep, album. Yep, a little Brother while Ali, back. Prof, Prof, Prof. Rhyme Sayer. Uh, the, and now they have Felt, which is mm-hmm. fucking Murs and and Slug. They put out fucking uh, them hands, mm-hmm. uh, which is fucking Oscar the Grouch and Murs. Mm-hmm. Um, and this beautiful lady, goddamn, oh. she looks like uh, uh, this is when I see her, I. Th- I would not want to talk to her. Like if no. she was in a bar, she's intimidating few women that intimidate me. This, she is so striking. And it's twofold, right? Not only is she intimidating because she's so gorgeous, and but like if you heard her spit, you'd be even more intimidated. MC. So <laughs> yeah, she could just tear you apart. Sirac put this out today. Um, so I hope everybody. This uh, is today, today. Yeah, this is today, today. She put this out. It's oh, called, you mean today, today. Today, so revolution and the the ease in parentheses. So revolution, evolution, 
you kind of get where she's coming from. She's always been super conscious. She's always been down for um, everything that is positive in the black community. She is not a thought. She is not Nicki Minaj. She is not Cardi B. She is not talking about her wet-ass pussy. She's talking about real shit. And she always has. And she's never compromised. Because she's so good-looking. If she chose to go down that road, she'd, yeah. be, she'd be worth if $100 she million. Were, nobody's, yeah, nobody's stopped. Like, she is no. no way. She's when already, you, people have asked her to sell out. When you mm-hmm. listen to the, the chorus, If they ever remake the Cosby show, she's going to be the mom. <laughs> Yo, you think she's got Felicia's Stilo? Felicia Rashad. She's got oh, gravitas. She does got gravitas. She um, got that Rashad And I bet she has a WAP anyways, bud. Come on. Yo, you know that shit she is knows. fucking... Mm. Mm. Ciroc. Son. So um, into her. Listen to Revolution Ciroc. <laughs> I hope you enjoy this. The chorus is... Mm-hmm. Anything if it isn't uplifting, and she just fucking she's an assassin. And that's Sarok S A R O C, not Sarok the shitty vodka. No, S A dash R O C. See my heart bleed from the hardship and my origins. My great grand soul for a band is something auctions. It's a razor edge in my cadence that's shredded through these paper trails. Only alphabet boys I trust is in a wagon nail. Only alchemy justify the nuggets I expel in the city idols trying to be the next idol whales rock. I don't know what you might have heard, but we ain't going nowhere. But up. Got a whole squad dressed in all black at the streets on notice. What up? They want us in the same place. Ain't nobody ever gonna really change nothing. Oh Dude, just the ever and just her uh, her cadence and her just her style, the, the grit in her voice is so fucking impressive. Like everything about this woman is impressive. Like she is Straight the whole, up, dude. like, and that's that's the thing. I try. Uh, unfortunately, I'm I'm, a, I'm I was programmed a male with a fairly active libido, libido so I'm like. It's tough for me not to just be like, God, you're so fucking She's so amazing. Hot, I just yeah. want to. Oh. But at the same time, I respect her without all that, the hotness. She's, She's amazing. She's the total. She is what we like to lovingly call marriage. Yeah. And this is a. So this I is kind a, of, like in a weird way, I wish she was sort of like snaggletooth and busted. You wish she was you busted. Wish, you know what no. I mean? Like no. a little busted in La Facha. Uh, yeah. Like you could, you know sure. what I mean? Because then I could like just enjoy her shit. It's hard but to I get. look at her. She's, she's a beautiful oh lady. God. She's a talented lady. I hope oh. there are more Ciroc's coming out there right are, now. Yeah. And this is, this, is a, this is a single that they just released in preparation for an album. Carol, uh, what is the name of the album and when's it coming out for Ciroc? That, uh, the album's name is The Sharecropper's Daughter, and it's coming out on October 2nd. Not The Coal Miner's Daughter, right? The Mm-mm. Sharecropper's Mm-mm. Daughter. Sharecropper's yeah. Daughter. I, I love it. it. I love it. I love and it. the cover is a photo of her looking boho chic as fuck, Ugh. and it's dope. Yeah, she's, uh, but say what you will about Turquoise, though. She's appropriating Turquoise. Remember how we talked about that do, last listen, week? Listen, Ciroc, right? Ciroc can do whatever she needs to do. Yeah, she, <laughs> she gets the full pass. On yeah. whatever she wants to do. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, Carol, it's good to hear from you, baby. Yeah. yeah. Are you doing okay? Hold on. We miss you. Carol? Carol, thank you so much. We just we feel like we don't tell you enough how much we, we love you, guys. Uh, uh, right? Carol, are you okay after the tell you right comment? Oh, don't worry about me, boys. I'm fine. My therapist uh, suggested an exercise, so every time I think about Telluride, I just slam my clit in a file cabinet and it kind of hits the reset button. I hope you don't pay this therapist. I hope this is free. Was that court-appointed? Yeah, that's court-appointed therapy. Uh, no comment, boys. I don't like to get too deep on the podcast, if you know what I mean. Okay, let's just leave her alone for now. Yeah, I, I know. I, for I sure, can't. sweetie, I, if you need anything sorry, from us. We're sorry, Carol. We're oh sorry. Oh, my okay. God. Okay. Wow. We got a little person. We almost had an HR nightmare. <clears> no, right. I, I'm, I'm on the verge of a fucking... I don't have any uh, more incident reports. I'm so on the Bobby, verge of a panic attack. Bobby, yeah. what, what the wonderful music have you brought to... Gently fuck my ears. So I'm going to say it this way. Um, it sounds a lot like what we always do. 
<laughs> but we can't get enough of that funky stuff. Can't get enough of those I like funky it tones. I am, I am nowhere near the level of Deftones fans that you guys are, so the more that you well, get it, I'm slowly turning into a fanboy now. Um, if you go back through their it. catalog and come to now, Bobby, like tell them about this one. Dude. Well, it's funny, too, because and you, you we, we listened to this yesterday all sort of together. and We were all holding each other's dicks. It was beautiful. I, I mean, Amen. I, I mean, I don't know how beautiful it was. Um, Rex said it was the most horrifying thing she'd ever seen. Yeah, dude. Your dick looks like one of those things that grow on the back of a fucking mogwai. <laughs> so, I don't even know what those are called. <laughs> no, my dick, my dick looks exactly like the gremlin from the second movie that's the flasher. The it's, fl- wearing, it's, it's open. It's, it's opening a tr- my dick is always opening yeah. a trench coat and one eye's pointing north, the other eye's pointing southwest. When it's, I was holding it and, and it just popped across the room, mm-hmm. that was not comforting well the thing is is when you held it it got hot but aaron said your hand got hotter like the heat transferred through his body onto your hand it's a doppelhanger (laughs) wait i don't remember like holding both of your cocks was i ski polling you guys at some point no you were at the end you're at the end no i was holding aaron's dick to see yesterday (laughs) i was rolling deep you were double black diamonds homie (laughs) you were tucking this is officially the episode i will have to edit more than any other episode we've ever done no, no. Th- leave you that can all definitely in. tell the crowd I was on ecstasy. Leave that all in. That's hey, fifty-seven people. He was Mod- on ecstasy. Moderately true. Let him know that it's okay. I micro. I microdose. At hack your bank um, on Twitter. That's actually true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's his. That's his Twitter handle. Deftones are coming out with a new album literally a week from now or so. We're gonna have a new Deftones album. It's called Ohms. Like mm. the uh, like uh, the title track we listened to yeah, a few exactly. weeks ago. Yeah. So we listened to the title track a couple of weeks ago. Um, Fucking great. This song, I think, is a little harder, a little more up-tempo. And honestly... This song had a blue chew earlier, didn't it? It definitely did. <laughs> now, was it uh, Tenafidil, or was it... <laughs> I like the Sudafil. <laughs> you know what I mean? The Sudafil? That's, that's what I've heard. Yeah, you're crazy. You're a nightmare. <laughs> I like the one that lasts for, like, fucking... Nope. I, I like the blue chew that lasts for three days. Brother, I'm down for that hitter quitter, Why don't you guys use the kind of fucking... You guys don't even need to be using these chemical help, man. You just need to use the organic. It's the same thing always worked for me, or it's a mix of fear and violence. It just gets it real hard. Wow. That's no, fun. I know. He gets it. Hit her, and then make sure she calls the cops, and then you keep it hard that whole time before they show up. Uh, the fear reason, and violence. <laughs> the reason I don't use fear and violence is restraining orders. I just, uh, <laughs> man, this is uneditable. This is the worst <laughs> episode we've ever, ever. Um, okay, So what? What? What are we hearing, Bobby? So I don't the even Deftones know what the album, They just released a new song two days ago. Um, this is a really high tempo, more Deftony song. This goes back to some of their older catalog, to me. Um, uh, of like more of that newish metal fun shit that we remember from early Deftones days. Um, it's called Genesis. It's got one of the coolest bridges. In fact, it's got two really fucking cool bridges. It's a great fucking song. Chino was playing with his vocals a lot. They're doing some layering and stuff with his vocals that I think is really fun, super interesting. In fact, I think they're doing a lot of stuff probably because of the co-row where everybody's just stuck in a studio playing with shit. Yeah. Um, but they are not like Chinese democracy fucking with it. You know what I mean? Like this is actually really well fucking said, good. Sure. It's some of the best stuff they've done in a long time. I think you guys are going to like it. 
give it a listen. All right, we're listening to KBVN Middle 40 Hits. We're about to listen to the Deftones track called Genesis. A Genesis so good it's ready to give Phil Collins and the Bible a run for their money. Fucking made the point while we were listening to this that the up-tempo part doesn't really start until that like first bridge yeah um but he's not wrong it's not up-tempo it's it's harder it's just heavy dude. it's a like, heavy it's, song their downbeat like their their distortion and everything i you know obviously you guys know if you're fans of the podcast which hopefully you are by now jesus christ what the fuck are you doing with your life but we, you and your fifteen we, friends, I know, right? <laughs> we uh, we love us some Deftones. We know the catalog very well. This goes back to the around the fur, uh, white pony self titled days with that uh, really hard downbeat fucking stuff with the Chino screaming and doing like multi layer tracks and great synth and super big swings of time signatures. It's It feels like they're kind of getting back home again and uh, getting away from that team sleep shit that Chino used to do, like the more downtrodden shit that wasn't necessarily my favorite, like in Gore we talked about. Yes. Um, but even their last album was banging. This one, uh, I'm very curious to hear this in succession. I want to oh, hear man. this in context I know. of mm-hmm. the entire album. I'm very curious. And the, even outside just the album, I love what I love about this band that I'm learning because you guys keep sending me these songs is the slow burn starts to these songs. Nowadays, we're everything is almost algorithm based where they're like, you need to get to here. Bam, bam, bam. A lot of three minute songs. It's pop. It's pop. It's the way that pop is. And it's and, and it makes fine. money. It makes that's money. It, it hits. Right? It helps the rats press the button that gives them their sugar cube. Yep, pretty exactly. much. But I like uh, like we've talked about before. It's almost a cinematic approach to songwriting where you are slowly bringing me into caring about this and then all of a sudden by by four minutes where was where they're going to join is where the part that i'm fucking rocking out but i didn't start that way and i didn't even get hyped quickly i slowly built up and got really into the floor out of it and then brings the floor back Mm -hmm. it's challenging music i mean there is a point that's what makes classical music so wonderful is it's challenging your brain's got to work you can't shut down pop music is made to be pop music and that's perfectly okay but um i and and that's fine when you don't want to think but um, I love being challenged, as we all do in this room, being challenged by the things that I'm listening Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Yeah. And Deftones does that for me. They, they challenge my sensibility. And they I always really have. They, they've, they ha- they've had a very fun curiosity to them. And they've yes. transcended whatever era that they get lumped into that in new, a weird way. That corn, I'm not saying they're fucking not, Limp Bizkit, fucking bullshit, new metal bullshit. I don't think they're rewriting history. I don't think they're nah. – but they have always transcended whatever genre they get lumped Amen. into. And they've just been better than the group of fucking pricks that are in the same room with them. And they're, always. They're so old school now that they've made their own sound like we They have about. made their own the, sound. Deftones no one sounds like Deftones. Deftones. And what's that must, what that must be like to create your sound. How cool is that? 
Yeah. They, their filters on their guitars, how they sound, their te- their everything they do is so Deftones. Yep. And they're so comfy in their own skin now. And if, as a listener, to put a button on it, you don't love Deftones and you're tired of us fucking doing this, I promise you every time they put out a new song... It's going to be my song or Aaron's yeah. song. Oh, and, every if, you, and if you really feel that every way, time. send us a voicemail. We want to actually hear it, or yeah, we or, don't give a fuck. Or, oh, yeah, if you can't look me in the eye and say it, or at least leave us a voicemail. If you can't look off. me into your iPhone. Then go listen <laughs> to Sam Harris or Barstool Sports. Go do yeah, one of those. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because we're not By the way, you. adulthood is finally canceling Barstool. Good. Good. That's adulthood. I Thank believe you. it's time Thank for you, us sir. all to Thank look you, inward and clutch. Our pearls of wisdom. Who goes first? I'll go first. I'm going to go last. And Aaron's going to go last because he's going to say something that shatters all of us and has something to do with race relations. Right. I'm sure of it. I'm, I'm betting third. <laughs> yeah. What's the over under on um, if he talks about race? Uh, negative. What is it? Like negative negative six hundred. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. I think he's got something in store for us. Uh, honestly, not, I got the benefit of the doubt. Bud. Not I got racial. the benefit of the doubt for you, bud. I'll make it racial though. Speaking of racial, it's, by the way, mine's definitely going to be about a chick. <laughs> That's shocker. It's going to be the look. The, you're, you're with the no, whoop we've tuck, covered that. Whoop rook? We've covered that. She can only move sideways and then I up got one. Another. She can move left two or up two and le- over one. I got another thing. Whoop rook. <laughs> she can move her outside. Whoop to Bishop Nine. Whoop Go, Sean. Bishop Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck whoop you. To that Queens was funny. Bishop Three. I'm so tired yeah. of you being funny. It's been three weeks in a row. It's pissing me off. <laughs> so. Uh, no matter how uncomfortable it seems at the time to tell somebody how you feel, I feel like when you bottle up something and you it's it's a uh, reeks of poor communication. If you allow uh, things to go unsaid for so long, what's going to happen is eventually when you're talking to somebody and then you're angry about one small thing, a million other things are going to come out and a million other things are going to be said that you were angry about over the last three months and shit like that. I think it's important for communication to be, it may be uncomfortable, but you need to say it then. Imagine it's like a sauce. It's reducing. It's just sitting there. If you let it reduce too much, you have concentrated poison that's going to come out of you when you really want to say what you want to say to this person. So keep communication open. If something bugs you, say it that it bugs you when it happens, no matter how uncomfortable it seems, because guess what? It's going to get way more uncomfortable down the road when it comes out fierier and it comes out with a little more stank on it. And it comes out when you've had more of a chance to write that shit in your head. <laughs> right. Amen. Right. Yeah. I, be, I, I, yep. Mr. Heard. Van Noyes. Oh boy. Um, so I've talked to a lot of on, on this podcast before <laughs> about, um, I'm going to love this so much about more. honesty. This bullshit. is not the Pearl is Your Wisdom segment anymore. It's Bobby's Gashman Corner. Sean has never let me finish a fucking Pearl's of Wisdom ever. You paused too long. <laughs> no, you have a you time. have a three second pause thing, and then I just yes. I instinctively start talking out of I don't know what. I have like a weird dramatic. I'm like Brando. What when I'm I saying do is two point three. <laughs> make it two point three seconds instead of three, and you're fine. <laughs> Aaron, what's yours? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <I> mean, no. <laughs> start over. We'll start over. No, and no I won't no. talk. We're good. I'm just fucking witches. Uh, I've talked a lot about honesty. Be honest with them. <laughs> um, with them? It's bullshit. Um, I had a moment in the last week of just went full honest and like laid it all on the table. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that went really poorly. Here are the cards. Uh, <laughs> guess what? I, mean, I, I have guess the... all aces. 
can't, he can't help himself. I know he can't. He can't. It. he can't even let it go. That was it. Uh, no, it, uh, honesty is great. It's a good thing. It looks great on paper. Sometimes you say fucking everything that's on your mind and you be super fucking honest and the bomb blows up exactly in your face because actually love is the hurt locker. <laughs> and it will fucking blow up in Jeremy Renner's fucking face. <laughs> it killed three kids. Um, killed I'm three pretty kids. much convinced that my entire life was directed by Catherine Bigelow. Wow. And uh, makes sense. Stop it. Stop being honest. Just lie to them. Well, it's fucking easier. Fuck them. I it mean, makes like, sense. Like if they want to hear the lie, let them hear the fucking lie. Her entire career is an angry response my- to her divorce from James Cameron. So that sounds very you. Listen, dude. <laughs> For sure. Hey. Tell me lies. Tell me sweet little lies. Sweet little lies, there's baby. A, there's a truth to it. Um, I appreciate that. Um, full disclosure, guys. This is my <laughs> last rag. Uh, full disclosure, we wrote a sponsor today. Um, it was something dealing with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We were trying to be uh, reverential and pay homage. And uh, uh, full, again, full disclosure, um, I, I wanted to do it. And, and my, my brothers over here did not. And um, I was not overly enthusiastic about that decision. However, uh, when you were collaborating with people, when you were working as a team, everybody's opinion matters. And if you can't do it 100%, don't do it at all. Um, so I was retaught the, um, the, the, the point that it is a collective unit and mm. you can't. Uh, you gotta you gotta deal with whatever personal picadillos or philosophies you have. If it's not for the greater good, it's probably not meant to be out there. So we came in here. We had a great podcast. We had fun at the very least. And maybe it wasn't our most fluid and and seamless podcast, <laughs> but we can go out of this feeling good about ourselves and not feeling uh, any like we've done Queasy. any harm. Um, so it was a good reminder to me that when you're doing, uh, anything creative, I played the band for a very long time. Not everybody agrees about the songwriting, um, that, that there is a lot of compromising and push and pull. And as it is in life, there's a lot of compromise. Nobody, unless you work by yourself, it's very rare that you don't work within some sort of team structure that you got to push and pull and then live with the push and pull. You can't you can't let it eat at you that yeah. that decision was right. made. It's not just agreeing to the decision, but it's being okay with it. Yep. Truly okay with it. So I would just say try to be okay with the, the decisions made by others even if you don't agree. Man. The heat is on. <laughs> that was the so heat is on. Do you know what? Dude, do you know what? The Fuck it, tell the them. Eagles, the Eagles. How bad do the Eagles suck? Almost as much as Primus. <laughs> This is the last year uh, of a lame duck president. And if Ted Cruz or Donald Trump get to be president, they've all asked us not to confirm or take up a selection by President uh, Obama. So if a vacancy occurs in their last year of their first term, guess what? You will use their words against them. I want you to use my words against me. If there's a Republican president in 2016 and a vacancy occurs in the last year of the first term, you can say, Lindsey Graham said, let's let the next president, whoever it might be, make that nomination. And you could use my words against me and you'd be absolutely.